When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into A to Z Sports, powered by the BetMGM app. I'm Austin Stanley. He is our Titans reporter, Sam Phelan, at A to Z Sports.com. We are Nashville's on-demand sports talk network going live weekday mornings at 8 central time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Link to the show segment by segment on our Twitter timeline and also hit us up on Instagram and TikTok for more great Titans content. We got to thank our sponsors because they make it happen for us and they help out all of you like Wilson County Hyundai. Make them a part of your new car buying process by going to see them in Lebanon or at wilsoncountyhyundai.com. The Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Farm Bureau Health Plans get better with Farm Bureau Health Plans, better coverage rates and service. Learn more about a health plan for you fbhp.com slash atoz the or app who's keeping you safe online for a two-week free trial head to our link aura.com slash atoz uh, for two free weeks of data brokers getting stripped of your information that's aura.com slash atoz and krebs kubota an elite kubota dealer located in columbia franklin and murfreesboro check them out online at KrebsKubota.com. so sam uh, I created the show headline after we got off the phone with our pre-show planning meeting. Uh, I said, Titans playmakers give insight to the updated offense under Tim Kelly. And then I did see a comment in the YouTube waiting room before we went live and being like, playmakers, huh? <laughs> what playmakers uh, do the Titans have? And yes, the Titans do have playmakers, just not enough of them or not enough that are proven. Uh, but you had a chance to go to the, New Titans press conference room last week and hear from several Titans players. And Tim Kelly was not the biggest topic of that day, but it definitely made its way to create some storylines. It's kind of an underrated topic, I think. Uh, for some reason, I guess through all of the rumors of the offseason and the draft hype and everything that kind of went down later in the offseason, the Tim Kelly hire at offensive coordinator slipped through the cracks a little bit. Normally, I feel like in a regular offseason, this would be a, a huge, huge topic for the Titans because last year, Todd Downing was the hottest name in Nashville uh, for all the wrong reasons. Right, Every show that you and I hopped on, every article that I would write on A to Z Sports, every conversation that surrounded the Tennessee Titans in 2022 resulted in an outcry of, fire Todd Downing, the offense is bad, we need a better offensive coordinator, so on and so forth. Well, here we are with a new offensive coordinator, granted an offensive coordinator that was on the coaching staff last year in Tim Kelly, a guy who is known to be one of Mike Vrabel's guys. Uh, but there are changes to be made, I would presume, I would hope, uh, and that's what we heard from the Titans players. Chigakonkwo, Aaron Brewer, Ryan Tannehill, three offensive players that spoke to the media were all asked about the Tim Kelly offense and what changes we were going to see on the offensive side of the ball for a team that 
desperately, desperately, desperately needs a new revamped and refreshed look. Yeah, because Todd Downing, not just last season, but even the year before, being incredibly predictable in play calling, uh, being a very unimaginative scheme, uh, I guess you can say, when it came to pass game concepts and and not really having uh, much you know, creative wrinkles uh, to go along with what they were doing in the run game. But it, it, it worked out to where we could tell a lot just by watching TV or being in the stadium where the Titans are playing of depending on personnel and formation and down and distance, you could probably call out run versus pass. And if we can all do that, then teams and coaches that are studying the Titans offense on a, on a weekly basis, preparing for a game can definitely do that. And so let's get to one of those playmakers as Jared says, you had a comment about Tim Kelly when asked about his new offense, and that is tight end Chigakonkwo. Can you see anything already about the, the, the playbook that Tim's put together and what might be different uh, in his offense from what you were doing last year? I would say just uh, I see a lot of speed is involved. A lot of speed is involved. A lot of plays with uh, where we're trying to go really fast and just – um, take what we can before the defense can get there trying to outflank guys. I mean, that's, that's different, right? Yeah. I mean, it's not a shocking answer given what we heard from Mike Vrabel in his postseason press conference when he said, well, we have to play fast, get fast and acquire speed. Did they acquire the speed to play faster? That's a different conversation, but at least by the sound of things, uh, the Titans tight end confident early on that the new offense is going to be built in a more up-tempo, uh, fast setting that allows the athleticism of a player like himself to shine, which, you know, we can put it in quotations all we want. Chigakonkwo is a playmaker, and I think he's in for a big second season here in the NFL in 2023. Uh, and speed is a big part of his game and what he's able to do after the catch. So, certainly seems like something that would suit him well. Yeah, and, you know, I, I see Eric uh, Eric says Malik equals speed. Uh, no, I don't necessarily think that is the speed that Chigakonko is talking about. I think the correct word is probably tempo. And, you know, Caleb, right, yeah, Matt says he means less huddles and not on-field speed. Well, yeah, uh, I think and- it's both, but, I mean, like, the way that – the tempo of the offense uh, allows the Titans to have a step on their defense and the way that they kind of run schemes to allow their speed to get a step ahead. I think it's kind of all encompassing and we'll hear more from some, uh, you know, from Ryan Tannehill here in a little bit, but I do think there is something to this less huddles, uh, not on the field, but that in itself is a different style of offense from what we saw under Todd Downing. Yeah, and then uh, Caleb says, oh, damn, Vrabel called Josh Heupel, which I, I do find it interesting because one of the bigger reasons that uh, that Tim Kelly was the the pick for the Titans and their offensive coordinator search after firing Todd Downing was the familiarity that Tim Kelly has and the, ab- the ability to carry over. Those were words, right? Familiarity and carry over some concepts that, not everything's broken, Mike Vrabel said. Like, there are some good things here. They just need to be updated. And like, you know, I don't disagree with that overall. Uh, and, you know, Andre uh, had a good comment, Sam, to your overall point about the offensive coordinator change was not very talked about this offseason. And Andre says because nobody wanted to talk about the uninspiring hire at offensive coordinator because yeah. that's what it was. It was a, it was a predictable 
uninspiring elevation and promotion for Tim Kelly. But I, I do think it is interesting to hear Chig, and we'll play that one more time, of Chig on the Titans offense when asked about it last week. Can you see anything already about the, the, the playbook that Tim's put together and what might be different uh, in his offense from what you were doing last year? I would say just uh, I see a lot of speed is involved. A lot of speed is involved. A lot of plays with uh, where we're trying to go really fast and just um, take what we can before the defense can get there, trying to outflank guys. So, right. I mean, try to get there before the, you know, the defense can get there. Uh, the, the high tempo, the no huddle, these are all changes to the Titans offense, at least in their approach, you know, in their uh, – their pre-snap processing right and the the way that they go about their operations but it is a change now had this been an eric b enemy offense or a different offense that was not ran by an offensive coordinator named tim kelly this is probably a much bigger topic of the offseason but it is still something worth watching as the titans get into rookie minicamp and these otas over the summer to see just how different the play calls themselves look yeah, for sure. And then uh, let's get to Ryan Tannehill's comments because Tannehill expanded and talked more about this Titans offense under Tim Kelly. Uh, and, you know, I, I think uh, also talked more about uh, some of the things that Chig talked about there. But before we get to Ryan Tannehill's comments about the Titans' new look offense, first let me tell you guys about Farm Bureau Health Plans. Get better with Farm Bureau Health Plans. That means better coverage rates and service. You can learn more about a health plan for you at fbhp.com slash ATOZ. Farm Bureau Health Plans can help you out in whatever type of situation you're in. Maybe uh, you have a young, growing family, and you need to make sure that you have the best health best health coverage uh, to your availability. And Farm Bureau Health Plans can help you out. They can fill in some gaps, maybe from your current employer that doesn't have the best options for you in dental or vision. Maybe you're an independent contractor, self-employed, an entrepreneur that is trying to find a good, solid plan for you that's not going to cost an arm and a leg uh, for your health coverage. Farm Bureau Health Plans, they do it great for you as well. So check them out right there, fbhp.com slash ATOZ. Listen, I, I have some throw, uh, some shade to throw on a oh. Tuesday at the chat because uh, the magic bucket on Thursday, I the chat got to pick a bet for me. I'm BetMGM, a $10 bet, and they chose the Los Angeles Lakers money line in game two, and I said, I think the Warriors are going to smoke them, and it was like a 26-point win for the Warriors. I blew my $10, so shade on the chat for that terrible pick. Here's the good news. With BetMGM, uh, you can win instantly on the NBA because they have an offer with the bonus code ATOZ100. That's ATOZ100, where you can place a $10 money line wager on any NBA game and instantly get $100 in bonus bets. So uh, I might need a little bit, bit of redemption tonight uh, if you're looking for some redemption or just to try and get hot on your picks. Pick an NBA game tonight. You've got Suns and Nuggets. You've got Celtics and Sixers. Game five, $10 money line wager, $100 in bonus bets with ATOZ100 on the king of sportsbooks, BetMGM. All right, here live on this Tuesday, Sam, talking about the Titans offense and Chica Conquo talking about speed and tempo for the Titans' new offense. Here's quarterback Ryan Tannehill discussing uh, the new offense under new offensive coordinator Tim Kelly. What's your early sense of, of – Tim Kelly's playbook and what the difference is in this offense 
can be from what, what you're coming off. Yeah, no doubt. It's a big difference, right? New terminology, new concepts, you know, huge changes, but, um, you know, fresh, fresh line of thinking on things. So um, just having to get up to speed with, uh, with how we're doing things, what we're calling things, uh, different ways we're attacking the defense. Uh, and that's what we're doing right now is using this time when we're not going against the defense to just try to learn the offense, uh, get accustomed to the new terminology, uh, the new terms, the new routes, and um, you know, be able to translate that onto the field as we go. What are you maybe most excited about in the framework of, of that? Uh, there's a lot of excitement. I love working with Tim. Um, like I said, fresh mind, you know, bringing in some new ideas, new concepts, uh, different ways to attack the defense, and we've, we've had it around here the last few years. So um, you know, definitely some excitement there. Shake kind of made it sound like tempo. Might be maybe tempo, maybe a little bit emphasized. Is that fair? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'd like to think so. We'll, we'll see as we get going, right? But we know we want to put pressure on the defense. You know, that may, might be tempo, might be personnel changes, might be, um, you know, different sets than in personnel than, than defenses are typically uh, seeing. So, um, you know, a big emphasis, I think, is just putting pressure on the defense, not, not just tempo. There's a lot of ways you can do that, and that's one of those tools. So this is a bit interesting to me, Austin, because, I mean, you do see Ryan Tannehill referring a couple times to like, oh, well, you know, different routes or different ways of attacking mm -hmm. them. But again, some of the main things that he discusses are, you know, different, you know, cadences, what we're calling things, different ways of, you know, getting in and out and, you know, different personnel groupings to put pressure on the defense that in and of itself might signal that the Titans are more or less, I would say, predictable than before. Like if, if you're mixing guys in and out, you're attacking, you're moving quickly, you're getting to the line of scrimmage and keeping a defense on their toes, that is at least a positive development from what we saw under Todd Downing, if that's well executed. Because last year it felt like you looked at who was on the field. And you were able to say, well, this is a run play. Well, this is a passing play. And you could kind of telegraph exactly what the Titans were going to do. If you're looking at switching up some of your personnel groupings and you're moving quicker than defenses are able to react, then you might have a step ahead. So some interesting stuff from the Titans QB there. Yeah, no doubt. And I see this comment from GK that I wanted to get to, which I don't understand where he got his information, but he says, you both are missing the point. Tannehill is not the type of quarterback that can do well with a fast deciding and moving defense. Uh, he's not comfortable with this. He likes long huddles and long snap counts. Like I, that makes uh, I no sense to me, GK, of, of why you think Ryan Tannehill likes long huddles and long snap counts to go along with his long walks on the beach with his family drinking Celsius in Florida in the offseason. Like, GK, like, where, where are you getting your intel on Tannehill liking long snap counts? I don't, I don't think that, yeah, I've never, I haven't seen anything to believe that Ryan Tannehill is, you know, likes long huddles, long snap counts, <laughs> and can't process information quickly. Now, he's not a, a fast athletic quarterback, you know, that, you know, changes the speed of your offense on the field. But I've always thought Ryan Tannehill handled himself pretty well in operations uh, and was very capable of getting to the line quickly and, you know, making a quick read. So I don't view that as an issue, especially with an experienced quarterback under center. And, and, a, and a quarterback who, who's yeah. well-versed in play action, too. So, I mean, like, whether you're in the shotgun, under center, whatever it is, Ryan Tannehill can get up there, get a call in, and get a snap off, no problem. So it's more about like making sure that it's smooth, that everybody's on the same page and you know, operating as one as you get through a fast-paced offense. But I don't think I look at the quarterback and say, oh, that's a problem. 
Yeah, and, and sorry, Sam, my mic unplugged, so I, don't, I, I missed part of what you said. But when I look back at Ryan Tannehill, especially in the two seasons under Todd Downing as offensive coordinator, I'm like, no, Ryan Tannehill was at his best when they were moving fast. Like, it was at their worst when they were trying to take their time and almost overthink and out big brain the other team, right? Like I thought it was the Titans offense was its most efficient when Ryan Tannehill had more decisions on his shoulders to make and they can move quickly. And you look at the amount of two minute drills or end of half situations, end of game situations where Ryan Tannehill was able to put his team in a spot to go down there and score to change the potential outcome of the game. Like I look at week one last year against the giants in Nissan stadium, the Titans need a field goal. Ryan Tannehill put them in position to get a field goal with like a minute and 12 seconds left on the clock. And Randy Bullock missed it. And Randy Bullock is no longer with the team. Uh, And then you look at even against the chargers, Ryan Tannehill, the last time that he played on the ankle that just got injured. And we all have the memes of him looking out the blue tent in pain but then he still has an opportunity to drive the team down to, to tie the football game, to have a chance to extend it. Yet the defense gives up some nice passes to Justin Herbert and the chargers kick a field goal to win the game. And so like, I don't understand at all where the doubt of Ryan Tannehill wearing or running an up-tempo offense comes from. It makes absolutely no sense to me. So GK, uh, his opinions need to be taken with a grain of salt. It seems like. Well, Nathaniel does have a good point here, which is, you know, Ryan brings up, you know, keeping a defense honest, you know, making sure that you're attacking them and not letting them catch up to you. And how do you do that with limited playmakers, as Nathaniel points out here? Uh, I think Chig is a playmaker, as I said earlier. I think Traylon Burks is a playmaker, as I said earlier. And I think Derrick Henry speaks for himself in terms of his resume uh, as a running back in this league. But Beyond that, we know the issues that the Titans have at wide receiver and the question marks that surround this offense and what they're able to do through the air. So how can you build a different looking offense uh, with less players to kind of change the pace of play or make big plays that keep a defense honest? I think that's a very good comment. Uh, and something that we'll talk about here uh, in a few moments. Yeah, yeah. and one thing of keeping the defense honest uh, that immediately screams to me, Sam, and I don't know if you remember this play, but it was the first snap of the divisional playoff game, that dreaded Bengals loss in the playoffs two seasons ago. The first snap where Tannehill threw an interception trying to target Julio Jones, and Jesse Bates jumped it because there was nobody backside running a route to keep Jesse Bates honest. Right, Mm. Jesse Bates knew that there were two routes on the play and they were both on the same side of the field. So he cheated and jumped it and got the pick where if there was a route opposite to keep him honest, then maybe that ball can get there uh, to Julio Jones. And who knows how that game could have been differently. But that was a flat out mistake by a play design and concept that maybe Tim Kelly uh, can help out. Yeah, no, no, no. Go ahead. I was about to say, you hope so. You hope that Tim Kelly can run better concepts than that one that was just abysmal. And that's what we'll find out, right? I mean, everybody's hoping so, but really Tim Kelly's experience as a play caller, it's kind of very hard to judge because he was in Houston when he did it and and went through a couple waves of Houston where he had Deshaun Watson for a bit, then he didn't have Deshaun Watson. Um, And so what he's able to do with a quarterback like Ryan Tannehill might be very different than what he was able to do in Houston. 
whose priorities were way different than what the Titans' priorities are. Because here in Tennessee, they're still building through the ground. They're still building around Derrick Henry and, and the offensive line. And, and so as we see more of what Tim Kelly has to work with, uh, you'll finally be able to see how much of this was Todd Downing and, and you know, how was him being inept at calling plays versus, you know, was is just a personnel and overall a issue with the Titans approach, philosophy and roster construction. Yeah, uh, Caleb says uh, Watson had his best year ever with Tim Kelly. Mills looked way better with Kelly, too. I think Kelly is going to be fine. Uh, so let's lead everybody right into this question, Sam, uh, that we're here for, for you guys. What is your confidence level? It's been a while, I feel like, since we've done a confidence level question, but what is your confidence level in the Titans offense being improved under OC Tim Kelly on a one through 10 basis? I see Malachi says, I mean, it can't get worse. I mean, it, it could. Like, I, I think you don't want to, you say that the last couple of years. You don't want to play injuries. With that. You, yeah. You, Oh man, the Titans injuries can't get worse. Right. And then they do. Right. So could the Titans offense get worse? Yeah. I mean, um, I would have told you that well, the Titans wide receiver core could not be worse than it was in 2022. <laughs> and they said, Oh, hold my beer. I'm yeah. going to do something I mean, during the draft. That is just going to blow your mind. Yeah. Cut Robert Woods. It can't be worse. Oh, no. oh enter Chris Moore to the chat. Enter Colton Dowell, seventh round pick to the chat. Not against uh, those two guys themselves, but all right. So we'll get to your uh, comments and see a lot of answers already flying in on what is your confidence level that, that the Titans offense will be improved under Tim Kelly on a one through 10 basis. I'm going to tell you this, my confidence in getting less spam calls and less junk mail in my Email inbox in my actual mailbox at my house is a lot higher because I have signed up with the Aura app and I've done it by going to our link. That's Aura.com slash ATOZ. I will post that link here in the chat here in a second. But Aura does a phenomenal job of keeping you safe online by opting you out automatically of data brokers lists who are sharing your information and, and selling your information to robocallers, telemarketers, spammers, and anybody else that wants to approach you and contact you with your information online. Aura found that 30 data brokers had my information and they removed my information from 29 of them in the first two weeks I had Aura, right? Why is that important? Because if you go to our link, aura.com slash ATOZ, they will give you two weeks free uh, with that link. So aura.com slash ATOZ for two free weeks. We greatly appreciate you guys going and checking that out and they can help strip spammers and robocallers from your life. They've done that for me. They've done that for Sam. Zach signed up last week and he's reaping the benefits of that. So check him out. Aura.com slash ATOZ. You can win instantly during these NBA playoffs with BetMGM. You place a $10 money line wager on any NBA playoff game, and you can get up to $100 in bonus bets. You do get $100 in bonus bets with the code ATOZ100, regardless of the outcome on your bet. So it's a $10 money line wager. You pick a team tonight in the NBA playoffs that you think is going to win and even if your pick is wrong you're getting a hundred dollars in bonus bets with BetMGM. that's why they're the king of sports books it's why it's impossible to lose this nba playoffs with our good friends at BetMGM because you get a hundred dollars in bonus bets with just a ten dollar money line wager regardless of the outcome it doesn't get better than that so do the nba playoffs the right way and bet with betmgm.com 
All right, so Tim Kelly taking over the Titans offense. We're asking you guys the question, what is your confidence level in the Titans offense being improved under Tim Kelly as offensive coordinator on a one through 10 basis? I am trying to scroll to the top as we've got a lot of answers that flew in here. Um, let's see. Steven says uh, six is his confidence level. And Jared is riding the fence at five. You know, Jared, you know, we don't like fence riders here at A to Z Sports. But, you know, if, if you didn't know that rule, it's been a while, I feel like, since we've have a, had a confidence level question. So uh, I'll give Jared an opportunity to get off the fence and pick one side or the other. Sure. Uh, Matt says a nine, super confident there. Um, and then uh, uh, Steve says 8.795, a lot of decimal points. Uh, Jonathan with an eight. I see Rooney with a 10. C. Rich with a seven. Eric with a six. Jay on Twitch is right there with a nine. Dylan riding the fence with a five, a different Dylan is over the fence with a 6.2. Uh, Richie goes six. Scott says seven. Hayden, 10. Bald and bearded, 10. Kenneth, 10. Dustin, seven. Eric, 10. We're getting a lot of high answers here, Sam. I was not expecting the amount of sevens and aboves. Michael comes in with a four. Bork says 6.5. Keenan uh, with a 10. Chris says 7.5, eight from DeMario, six from Eric. Now, Denise says three. It's too soon to tell, which I completely think is fair, Denise. And Sam and I were talking right before the show of we can't wait to get on the practice field so we can actually lay our eyes on what this team can look like. Nick says 6.5, uh, Brad, Brad with a uh, six, um, 8.5 from Thomas. Eric Castillo asks, you know, can the players execute it? And Corey says 10, it has to be better than downing. But overall, Sam, I was actually kind of surprised at the number of high numbers in this. Um, you know, Nicholas says big fat zero top five pick in 2024. Here we come. So, you know, I think I'm curious, Sam, what is your answer on, on trusting, you know, your confidence in Tim Kelly to improve the Titans offense, understanding what the personnel is going to be. Yeah, uh, two. Ooh. It's low. What? My, my confidence is pretty low. Uh, I don't know where this kind of idea got distorted over time that, like, the Titans offense is supposed to have a bunch of fresh new concepts uh, and kind of be this this new age innovative offense. Yeah, It's the same players. It's the same priority of running the ball more often than not. You don't even have the horses to throw if you wanted to throw. I think they're going to look the same. And Austin, I just was pulling this up as you were kind of going through some of the chat's answers here. Let me take you through this quote from Tim Kelly's first press conference as Titans offensive coordinator, where he said, I didn't think we were predictable last year. I think there were some times where certain games, things, the weather, people you have available, <laughs> things along those lines that go into predictability or perceived predictability. But I wouldn't say we were predictable last year, to which I responded on A to Z sports.com writing about the Titans offense and says the Titans were dead last and early down passing, passing frequency, dropping back on 43% of their snaps and even incorporating a high volume of rushing attempts and a legendary running back in the backfield, they were 29th in the NFL in rushing efficiency in early downs over the last two seasons with a negative EPA per play. And looking at 2022 alone, 25% of the Titans' offensive sequences 
followed the exact run-run-pass play sequence Titans fans are sick of, while Derrick Henry took 331 out of his 349 carries. 331 of 349 on either first or second down, and, and he took 215 more than half, 61% on first and 10 or yeah. more. Yeah. And your offensive coordinator says, don't worry, guys, we weren't predictable. So I don't know where this idea has kind of gone over like the course of the offseason that Tim Kelly's going to come in and be like super innovative and change things up. Like, do I think he'll bring new concepts? Yes, but I think the foundation of the Titans offense is the same. And will continue to be the same until you get a superstar quarterback or surround your quarterback with dynamic playmakers where you can drop back and throw, 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 and actually look like an NFL offense is supposed to look in 2023. I don't think the Titans are there. I think they'll be competent and hopefully less like silly with their mistakes and bad play calls that killed drives like Todd Downing had. But I don't think this thing's going to look a whole lot different. All right. So that uh, <laughs> I did, uh, you know, those stats are alarming. And yes, I, I remember those comments from Tim Kelly. And they sound terrible when you pair them with those stats of, you know, 61% of Derrick Henry's carries were on first and 10 or longer. That's a high number. That's a big the, number. The, what would you say? 331 of how many carries were on first and second down? It is 331 of, I believe I said it was 349. Was so he had number? 18 yeah. carries on third and fourth down. Yep. Throughout the entire season. Yeah. One per game. Yeah. One carry per game the entire season on third and fourth down combined. Yeah, Correct. I mean that's that's absolutely predictable. Now Malachi says that that's Tim Kelly not burning his bridges comment, and then Matt also agrees and says that was lip service. Come on, Sam, that Tim Kelly's trying to just go out there and not upset the apple cart and do the right things. And 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 and, and Titans Kyle says, thank you, Sam. Uh, that's why I'm lower on my on my confidence that Tim Kelly wouldn't even permit or admit that they were bad or predictable. Now. It wasn't Tim Kelly's offense. Tim Kelly, from what we have learned over the last year, was not heavily involved. Very hands-off. Very, very hands-off. Yeah, I think hands-off is a good way to say it. Was very hands-off of game planning and also play calling. He was super hands-off of play calling. He had no input in it. Tim Kelly's job as pass game coordinator last year was more about looking forward in the schedule it seems like than it was installing and working on the game plan for that particular game upcoming that week right like it does feel like he was there and maybe he was in a spot where he was like you know what i'm just gonna let this play out it's not how i would do things uh but you know it's not my job right yeah. and i think if i'm tim kelly and if i'm in tim kelly's situation knowing that there's a high chance that Todd Downing is probably not back after the year. I want to separate myself and my, you know, uh, abilities and my identity as a play caller away from Todd Downing as much as possible. And look, Mike Vrabel said confidently that he thinks Tim Kelly brought into the interview by saying 
here are the things I would do differently. Here are the things that are not broken. And here's why I can accomplish this on top of the, on top of the, the, the data that we have of Tim Kelly calling plays in the NFL with the Houston Texans with it, with a team that was not super talented either yeah. after well, Deshaun Watson. Well, look, I, I think that there's a real possibility that this is lip service from Tim Kelly when he said, you know, Oh, things weren't predictable like that. That's very possible. Um, and I'm more than willing to give Tim Kelly the benefit of the doubt for, you know, the beginning of the season. But the question is, you know, what confidence level you have in the Titans offense being new and improved. And I don't see anything that the offensive coordinator said or anything that the, the team did in the off season to build this roster in a way that gives me confidence that things are going to be different. Like things might be, better or improved in one area or another but I think and I've maintained this point for quite some time I think the Titans need a major facelift on offense and they need a new approach to their offensive philosophy and to how they build and construct their roster to you know to follow through with that philosophy and they haven't made those moves yet so I think Tim Kelly's impact, while it could be better than what Todd Downing did, I feel like at this point is going to be rather limited. And I don't have much confidence that it's going to be some massive change, which is why my number is so low. Like, I don't I don't want this to come across as like, well, well it's going to be the worst offense in, in the league again. I think it can improve, but I think it's all marginal improvement when you're talking about what the personnel is that he's working with and what I've heard and seen from him as Titans OC so far. Yeah. Um, fair. All that's fair. So asking the question level confidence level one through 10 and Tim Kelly um, improving the Titans offense. Philip comes in with a super chat wanting to get to this. He says he's at a three because at the end of the day, uh, I don't believe Rabel values minimize turnovers um, more maximized points. So he puts his OC in a play calling box as results. You know, you know, I see where you're coming there, uh, Philip. And then uh, Juan also adds with the super chat, all that has to do with poor O-line play, Sam, when Sam, you're going through the stats of predictability. And I, and I do think it's as much as, it's as much as I don't want to give Todd Downing, like a li- like credit or benefit of the doubt. Yeah. When you have, when you have one of the wor- the worst offensive line in the football world and Dennis Daly is your left tackle and you have a rookie third rounder at NPF as your right tackle and Ben Jones has a, his second concussion of the year, Nate Davis is hurt with whatever, and Aaron Brewer, in his words, you know, the media thinks he weighs 245 pounds at left guard. Yeah, that does limit some of the tools that you have in your in your bag on what you can do. Well, but yeah, again, adapt, right? Adapt. Yeah. And like, do I think their offensive line is improved? Yeah. But I I don't think their offensive line has any depth as it currently sits. Like you better hope that starting five stays healthy because you know, the guys who are currently lined up to be the backups are very, very underwhelming. So like, that's when you start to look at having to plug and play guys that you don't really don't really have any business being NFL starters if any one of your starting five offensive linemen go down right now. And the Titans were, without a doubt, a stronger, better offense earlier in the season when they had Ryan Tannehill without an ankle injury. And you had, you know, an, an offensive line that actually looked competent and was healthy. 
you know, and had they had Taylor Luan, I think Todd Downing could have done a lot more stuff on offense last year. But the fact of the matter is your offense and your, your play calling and your scheme, the good ones are able to withstand injury because the good ones, you know, just apply all the time and they're not contingent on your very best personnel being healthy at all at all times and right now i don't know what the titans do for example if Traylon burks gets hurt what do the titans do on offense and how is their offense any different than it was when you had robert woods and cj board catching passes against philadelphia mm. i don't think that it is and so my confidence is still very minimal until I see something on the field where I say, okay, Tim Kelly is cooking something different than what Todd Downing was, was brewing up last year. All right. I've yet to answer my confidence level saying you were a two out of 10, right? I was a two. God, that's so low. It is low. Was that just an emotional, like, just, I'm going to throw like, I was going to go three. I was going to go three. And then I pulled up the, I pulled up the quote to be honest. And I read that quote and I was like, that's I it. might have to go. That's two. it. It's a I, two. I, I read it again in my head before I read it out loud, and I said, "This is worse than I remember it being." Oh, that's <laughs> like, hilarious. You look right. at some of the numbers. <laughs> my comment on where I think the Titans uh, can improve. My confidence level in a second. More of your answers. What is your confidence level in the Titans' uh, offense improving under Tim through under Tim Kelly one through ten? Uh, but first, let me tell you guys about Krebs Kubota. I'm heading out there tomorrow to see our guys Matt and Jamie. At their Murfreesboro location, Krebs Kubota is an elite Kubota dealer. Locations in Columbia, Franklin, and in Murfreesboro where I'll be going. So you can check them out at KrebsKubota.com. They are Middle Tennessee's preferred equipment dealer with convenient locations across the mid-state, like I mentioned. And Krebs Kubota, an elite Kubota dealer, has served this Middle Tennessee community for now over 18 years. Krebs Kubota sells services and supplies parts for the best equipment in the industry and has that large inventory in stock at all three locations right now. It is their goal to have the best parts and service in the industry. So it's not just you can find the equipment that you're looking for. It's that when you get that equipment and you need somebody to go back to to help you with the, with the parts and the service, they've got it right there uh, behind the best equipment in the industry. So once again, Columbia, Franklin, and Murfreesboro. Check them out online at KrebsKubota.com. Well, who doesn't love free money? Who doesn't love bonus bets? So get your win with the NBA playoffs because you win automatically with BetMGM. It's a $10 money line wager on any NBA team to win their playoff game, and you get $100 in bonus bets instantly. You use the code ATOZ100, ATOZ100 on the BetMGM app, and $100 in bonus bets instantly, regardless of the outcome of your bet. When you place a $10 money line wager on the NBA playoffs. So get with the king of sports books, BetMGM today. All right. So Sam, you were at a two out of 10. I'm, I'm significantly higher than that. Do I, am I just going in here being like Tim Kelly is the savior. He is the guy that's going to get the Titans offense out of the dumpster. No, I, I don't. I'm not that confident, but I am at a six. I'll make it a 6.5 because I do think Tim Kelly has experience in getting something out of a lesser than talented offensive skill set than most NFL coordinators have. Like the Texans in the two years that Tim Kelly was a play caller, yeah, he had Deshaun Watson for one, but they were not exactly loaded 
at pass catcher. They had a lot of, a lot of injuries. Will Fuller was never present healthy. Uh, you know, they already traded away DeAndre Hopkins and they didn't have anybody at tight end or in a rotational door at running back. And Deshaun with a terrible defense, put up a lot of points and a lot of yards and scored touchdowns. Then with Davis Mills, who is a physically limited quarterback, uh, was a rookie late round pick, did very well with old Danny Amendola and some other guys that probably have jumped around the league, right? I think Tim Kelly is way better at play calling, at having a feel for the in-game situation and dialing up what is the right play call for that moment. Not based off of what you decided on Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday in the week, but in that moment of the feel of what the right move is and feeling trends and tendencies, where I just think Todd Downing was terrible in that situation. Like, he stuck Todd Downing to the sheet a lot. He like he stuck to the plan a lot, even when logic and trends and tendencies and the atmosphere in the stadium was uh, t- nope, Todd, don't do that. The, the, like, whatever you do, don't throw that. You know that. HB tossed to Derek again. They've hit him in the backfield three straight times. And it was, I'm going to stick to my play card. I'm going to call the same thing. Right. So So the worst thing that Todd Downing did was have a feel for in-game play calling and rhythm. I think Tim Kelly is significantly better than that, which is where my confidence lies. Uh, Look, I'm intrigued to see if they have up-tempo. I think that's interesting. I think, do they have the personnel to execute up-tempo? Because you don't just have to, Up-tempo offenses is not just about your physical gifts. It's less about that. It's about your ability to process fast. Mm -hmm. And Chigakonkwo is super smart. Like Chig, You have to have your operations down. And Chig is sharp. Kyle Phillips is sharp. And he ran Chip Kelly offense at UCLA. That translates. Ryan Tannehill, we know, is sharp. I will say, too, though, I mean, this is not just skill players, though. Like, this is your offensive line. And and it's, you know, it's an offensive line that has – three new starters that you know are brand new to the titans and peter skaronsky andre dillard and daniel brunskill and it's got aaron brewer playing a completely new position and possibly the most important one when it comes to operations in that center so uh you know this is not just a how do your wide receivers transition as well up-tempo offense is an 11 guy thing it's all 11 that have to execute well in order to make it fluid and actually work Right, and here's an example of up-tempo situation that failed for the Titans last year. I, I don't remember which game it was, Sam, maybe you could recall, but I remember where uh, the Titans tried to go quick, and NWI was lined up in the left slot. He ran down the seam. He didn't look for the ball, and Tannehill threw a pick, and NWI ran the wrong route. I, I don't yeah. know if it was in the middle of the field at home. I don't remember what game it was, but I remember... Pretty early on. Might have been yeah, I remember Tannehill being like, yeah. you know, they're going to commercial break, and Tannehill's like... You know, he's like making hand motions at NWI and maybe that's NWI not, you know, processing what that situation was and what the right read was and all that because they're going fast, right? So it's all about can you be on the same page and they have to do that mentally rather than just physically. And I I think NWI is a smart player. Don't get me wrong. I think the reason why he's stuck with the Titans for so long is because he knows how to do every position, but he made a mental mistake in that, in that situation. And it costs hey, the Titans an interception. Yeah. I mean, that's the risk on offense is that small mistake turns into a turnover, turns into a missed touchdown, turns into a touchdown for the other team, depending on how severe it is. So 
Like if you're going to run the high speed volatile offense that, you know, relies a lot on the pre-snap process and smooth operations, you have to make sure that you are as clean with it as possible every single snap because mistakes are big, big mistakes. Yeah. And then uh, here comes GK uh, with his narrative right on cue. He says, no, NWI was where he should have been. It's Tannehill being overwhelmed when needed to go live fast. And again, GK on this thing where, I mean, did you, I mean, we, we got confirmation after the game that it was NWI in the wrong spot, but yeah. All right. But Hey, GK can continue to go on his conspiracy theories against Ryan Tannehill being a, uh, uh, not liking fast offenses and wanting to have slow, uh, long yeah. oh. cadences and long huddles to chit chat and everything. I, it's ridiculous. But, <laughs> it was the chit chat. Oh <laughs> uh, man. So anyway, I, I do think Ryan Tannehill deserves a little bit of grace, a little bit of let's see if Ryan Tannehill can be back to where he was with Arthur Smith. He certainly didn't have a ton to work with last year, just regardless, like both offensive line, both wide receivers, then the injury, like it it was a rough, rough year for Ryan Tannehill in 2022. And I certainly think he's capable of more than what he showed on paper, uh, you know, if put in a better situation. All right, guys, uh, that's enough uh, right now about Tim Kelly. And hopefully GK doesn't have any more funny narratives that will distract us. But uh, the Titans schedule will be coming out Thursday night. So in two nights, uh, we'll have, I guess, technically three nights. We will have the Titans full schedule for 2023. They do play in London. And so we're going to play a game right now and try to predict who we think the Titans will play in London this season. And Sam just threw these up on the screen here are the titans opponents and they have nine home opponents and eight away opponents now the london game is technically a home game and so if you look at those home opponents right there baltimore cincinnati houston the chargers seattle indy carolina jacksonville atlanta which of those home opponents do we think the titans We'll face off in London. So we'll get to your comments here in a second. But Sam, first tell everybody about Wilson County Hyundai. Wilson County Hyundai. Our friends over at Wilson County Hyundai need to be a part of your car buying experience. You can visit them at wilsoncountyhyundai.com. They are the place to go for your new ride out in Lebanon or at wilsoncountyhyundai.com. You can get 0% APR for 48 months on 2023 Sonatas, Santa Fe's, or Tucson's. Payne Bone and his team at Wilson County Hyundai are happy to guide you through the financing process, assisting in either buying or trading in your vehicle. So you can forget those downtown Nashville prices, leave those behind, head out to Lebanon, see our friend Payne Bone and the uh, Wilson County Hyundai team, and visit them at wilsoncountyhyundai.com. All right, with BetMGM, it's NBA playoff time and a chance for you to win instant money. Uh, with BetMGM. When you sign up for the BetMGM app, use our code ATOZ100. That's ATOZ100. When you sign up with the BetMGM app, and all you got to do, make your first deposit and place a $10 money line wager on any NBA playoff game, and you're going to get $100 in bonus bets instantly, regardless of what happens with that $10 money line wager. So make sure you take advantage of that with BetMGM throughout the playoffs here. That's ATOZ100 and you place a $10 money line wager on any NBA playoff game, they'll automatically 
get $100 back in bonus bets. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. 21 or older, Tennessee only new customer offer. All promotions, subject qualification, other requirements. Awards issued as as knowledgeable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days. And for problem gambling support, call Tennessee Redline 800-889-9789. All right, Sam, I'll let you get to the chat. Who do we think the Titans will play in London this year? It'll be one of these nine home opponents. And if you go back to 2018, the Titans' other and only other London game, they played the L.A. Chargers in 2018. So that is an option. But will they run it back to the Chargers again? I I kind of doubt that. So, Sam, what's the chat saying on uh, the opponent in London? Devin Mills says the Jags. Will says the Texans. We've got the Falcons. We've got the Chargers. We've got Jags, Chargers, Chargers. Falcons or Chargers, the Falcons uh, from John, Chargers from Demario, Texans from Will, Chargers from Dylan, Jags from Steven, Seahawks from Ken, Atlanta from Jabu, Texans from Connor. We've got the Jags from Nate. We've got Atlanta from Kevin, the Falcons from Hayden, the Jags. We've got the Falcons. Let me pause real quick because I think I need to be more clear. The Jags are technically a home game for the Titans but the Jags are also a designated home team in London. So there are three home teams in London this season, the Bills, the Jags, and the Titans. So, so it, it, be it cannot be the Jags. Yeah. Okay. That's good. That's a good point there. Okay. Yes. Here we go. We've got. Sorry uh, about that. Richie says Seahawks. <laughs> Steven says Seattle. Karen says Atlanta. Uh, Panthers or Falcons says Maserati Matt Carolina from Jody the the Jags from Eric uh, which I'll just skip the Jags comments now we we've already ruled those out right. Colts from Nathaniel Panthers from Lee the Texans from Will we've got uh, Baltimore from Pauly D the Bengals from Guy we've got the Chargers from Charlie Carolina from Mr. Jones the Bengals from Kevin we've got a lot of comments coming in Austin who do you think the Titans will play in London. Yeah, my bad for the uh, Bort calls me out. Austin's yeah, late with that critical That was essential information. Yeah, that's my, bad. That, <laughs> my bad. My bad, guys. I got you uh, on that one. So uh, so this is a home game, right? So I was trying to think of like what makes the most sense uh, overall. And I don't think it would make sense because the NFL doesn't want their teams to travel ridiculous miles in the season. They want to be able to manage that as much as possible. So I don't think the NFL would make Carolina and Atlanta have what would normally be a super short road trip be a road trip to freaking London. I don't think they would do that. So that's why I'm going to, I also don't think it's going to be a divisional opponent because I don't think they do that either. Um, don't quote oh, me on that. They've done that part. before though. Maybe, the, maybe a couple times, but usually I don't think they go divisional route. I feel like it's going to be an NFC team, and I think it's going to be the Seattle Seahawks. And you're taking my answer. You're well, taking I, my answer. Because I think if, if the Seahawks are going to travel from Seattle to Nashville, then you might as well just go to Seattle to London. I well, mean, listen, I, I look at this list, and I, I, I think we can do almost like you, – you can I do process of elimination here. Yeah. I, I don't see – any of the like Titans Bengals has been a nice rivalry in the AFC for the last couple of years. I, I don't foresee that being moved out of, uh, you know, Nissan stadium, same thing mm-hmm. with Titans Ravens. Like we've seen some history there in recent playoff games. 
Um, and Lamar Jackson facing the Titans, I think, is another fun one that they would like to keep in the U.S. They're not going to do the Chargers. We've talked about, uh, you know, they just did that, and I don't mm. think they would go back to the exact same matchup. The Colts and Titans, the Texans and Titans, we know it can't be the Jags and Titans. I, I don't see the divisions either because we know those sell tickets. The regional opponents in Carolina and Atlanta – I don't think they're sending Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud to London. They want to keep those young quarterbacks uh, or, or Anthony Richardson, for that matter, if he truly is playing. I think they want to keep the young quarterbacks in the U.S.-based games for these fan bases. And when I do process of elimination, I go where you are, Seattle. Nobody's ever seen Titans, Seahawks, and been like, oh, what a game that is. That's uh, not a game that the – the 12th man is going to travel to Nissan Stadium in Nashville in bunches to to attend. So that's the game that you make the destination game. That's the game that you send across the pond to London. I think that makes the most sense in my brain. Uh, I least. just I just continue to find information that is changing my feeling on this. Uh-oh. It's not going to be the Seahawks. The Seahawks played the Niners in Germany last year. I mean the not, the, tit the Titans played in London last year. There are no not no. It was twenty eighteen. Yeah, twenty eighteen. That was a long time point. ago. It's twenty twenty three. I feel I, like I you can go overseas pretty regularly though. Can I don't you not? think they're. I don't think they're gonna do the Seattle Seahawks in Europe back to back years. I, I that know. so I am I am changing my answer. Who, who would you change it to, though? I just don't see any of the other teams. Uh, maybe unless it's Baltimore or, like, Cincinnati. I, I have a hard time seeing, like we mentioned, like the regional opponents of Atlanta, Carolina, like the division I, opponents of Houston. Like, how do you take those out of I, – I don't I don't know. Here, I don't know right, I'm do changing my answer. I don't think it's Baltimore. I don't think it's Cincinnati because I think if the, if the NFL told Amy Adams Strong Instead of you guys hosting the Ravens or the Bengals, we're going to have that game in London. I think they would flip a, you know what, if they have the Ravens and Bengals game in London. If you look at the home opponents, it's the two best tickets that the Titans have at home. They're not going to screw over the Titans like that uh, in that situation, in my opinion. So I think it's the Carolina Panthers. I think it's going to be Titans-Panthers in London. I actually do think that Bryce Young being the number one overall pick, sending that number one overall pick to London as a way to uh, promote. And I think that makes yeah. sense. And like, I don't think the Titans are going to give a damn about losing out on Carolina Panthers home ticket sales, unless it's to Alabama fans. Right. I, I think it's, I think it's Titans Panthers in London. I mean, if, if so, if there is something for your point earlier, it is the fact that Jacksonville has played in London uh, a lot of years in a row now. But that's the, that's their deal, though. Like, that's yeah, I mean, they have that, kind of signed up for it. But I don't know if they're afraid to do a team pretty regularly overseas. Seattle, that is a good point if they played in Germany last year. I mean, I guess I could see Carolina. I guess uh, I just, I have a hard time believing it's a division opponent. I have a hard time believing it's any of those AFC or either of those main AFC teams in Cincinnati and Baltimore. And it's not going to be Atlanta. That is way too good of a draw 
for Nissan Stadium to have the Falcons coming to town to yeah. take that game off the schedule. So I think the yeah Falcons because it's like the Titans of the South, like the 2020 Titans are in Atlanta and they come back to Nashville. I think that makes sense to have a Nissan Stadium. I just think it's and the I mean and the travel thing that you mentioned. I mean that's a very doable trip for the Falcons that you know really saves them a lot of miles and you know is good for them. So they don't want to go to London for that game either. If I lived in London and they sent me Carolina versus the Titans with existing rosters, I'd be pissed. LOL. Maybe well, so. they're going to market the stars. They're going to say, it's, oh, it's Bryce Young against Derrick Henry. Like, check this out. And Yeah, yeah, yeah Alabama. Send Alabama to yeah. London, right? Uh, yeah, Alabama Heisman Trophy winners. They look, there's their sales pitch. Boom, done. Yeah, they, maybe Heisman, we just did it right there. I still Heisman think won. it's going to be Seattle. I, I, I have a, I don't know. Seattle just feels right to me. That okay. colorway, like the Titans – two-tone blue against that neon green in London just kind of feels right. I don't know. All right, Sam, let's get the Tuesday sports trivia. We need everybody's help because we need, we need a five and a week to be honest. All right. Uh, right now we're 10 out of 15. It's not good enough. We need to go five and oh. So we need everybody's help on our Tuesday sports trivia to win five, <clears throat> get five correct in a row. Uh, one rule, no Googling. So we'll get the Tuesday sports trivia here in a second. But first, let me tell you guys about the Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Tomorrow, Sam, you and I are talking to one of the Bone and Joint uh, Institute's experts about Tajay Spears and how can a running back with arthritis in his knee and maybe no ACL in his knee be drafted in the third round? Well, we'll figure out how it works and how uh, Tajay Spears' NFL career can go with all the reported injuries that he's had in his knee. So a doc talk segment tomorrow at 1230 central with the folks in the bony joint Institute. Very much looking forward to that one. This is gonna be interesting. Uh, so that's at 1230 central time with the bony joint Institute, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Check them out. Boneandjointtn.org. Today's show is powered by BetMGM, the king of sports books, and you can win every time with BetMGM when you're looking at the NBA playoffs. Place a $10 money line wager on any NBA team to win their playoff game, and regardless of the outcome of your bet, you can get $100 in bonus bets as long as you uh, sign up using that code ATOZ100. That's ATOZ100 on BetMGM, a $10 money line wager on any NBA team to win their playoff game, and regardless of the outcome, you're getting $100 in bonus bets. That's why uh, every game and every play means that much more with BetMGM and BetMGM.com. Tuesday sports trivia. I've already said we need to go 5-0. It's tough. I mean, we've 10 out of 15 last week, Sam. We went NFL draft and me in the chat, Team oh, together. You did draft? I feel like I would have been so good at well, that. Well, we did. Uh, Zach had a list of the top 10 quarterbacks in the NFL history drafted in the second round. And we had to get as many of the 10 as possible in each QB. Top 10 was in what? Top 10 NFL quarterbacks ever in history. Like, it's, it, was a, it was an opinion list. Oh, okay. So, it, look, we did okay. We got eight out of ten. Each quarterback was worth a half a point, so I'm glad it was even, uh, and we didn't have to deal with decimals moving forward. Jalen so Hurts. Jalen Hurts was not on the list because of when it was uh, It's a bad list. It's a bad yeah, list. I, that, again, I, that's what I said. Uh, <laughs> all right, so Tuesday Sports Trivia, we're going draft theme um, as well. Uh, and, you know, again, I'm, I'm, I admit I am not as good as Zach is or maybe even you 
at being the question master and way better uh, answering the questions. So we're going to try to go NFL draft um, here. So with five questions, let's see. I I got 10 options here. These are not super great, but uh, we'll, we'll make it work. Which NFL bust was selected first overall in 1999? Which NFL bust was selected first Um, overall in 1999? The options are A, Ryan Leaf, B, Courtney Brown, C, Charles Kraft Jr., or D, Tim Couch? uh, I thought it was my first guess was Ryan Leaf. That was no. the first thing, but I don't. That Ryan might, Leaf I think was he's second over. He was second overall after Peyton in '98. Oh, okay. So it's not Ryan Leaf. So then it's got to be Tim Couch. I feel like, and that seems to be the overwhelming. I think it's answer. Courtney Brown. To be honest, I think Courtney Tim Couch Brown. Yeah, who was the? Um, I, Maybe it is maybe it is Tim Couch went to Cleveland, so that would make sense that they were picking one in '99. I think it's Tim Couch because that all was right. the that was like their expansion thing. I think it's it's all right. So we're gonna go Tim Couch. I'm gonna go Tim Couch. Lock it in A to Z. Here we all go. Right. We have selected Tim Couch. I will submit the answers after we get to five, so we don't know leading up to it. Name the pick in the team. John Elway was drafted by in 1983. So the pick and the team that John Elway was drafted by in 1983. I don't know the overall pick. I, 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 I think I know it, um, but we're going to need help here. Third yeah. round, second pick by the Broncos. I don't think that's it. First overall by the Baltimore Colts. First overall by the Denver Broncos or first overall by the New England Patriots. All right, well then it's the Colts. It's first overall to Baltimore then. Yeah, that, that's what I Baltimore think. Colts first overall, that's final. Okay. All right. Let's see. Um Who held the first overall pick in 1997? Who held the first overall pick in 1997? The Raiders, the Lions, the St. Louis Rams, or Washington Command Skins team? Who held the first pick in 1997? Oakland, Detroit, um, St. Louis, or Washington? So this is the year before. Actually, ironically, 98 is when my draft knowledge really 97 begins. first overall i here's my i think it might be the rams with orlando pace that is what i kind of believe rams orlando chat, chat likes the lions a lot or the rams we've got lions rams rams was oakland an, an option oakland yeah 1997, not 2007, 97. Yeah, 97, Oakland, Oakland, Detroit, Lions, Detroit, Rams, Oakland, Rams, Lions, St. Louis. See, I think the Rams, remember, the Rams had Barry Sanders, and they were not like the worst team in the league. You know, they actually had a Lions, Lions had Barry Sanders. What did I say, Rams? Rams, yeah. Sorry, yeah. Um, I think it's the Rams because that year is also the year, I believe, 
the year after that is the year the Rams traded for Marshall Falk from the Colts. Okay. And so I think they sucked. They got Orlando Pace at Ohio State at one overall. That's my guess. So we're going to go to the Rams. Yeah, let's go with that. That checks out. All right. St. Louis Rams is our answer. All right. We got two more here live on uh, this Tuesday sports trivia. Um, So I'm just going to. I'm trying to see. This is interesting. Maybe this is just the last. This is. I don't know. It's I like this question, but it's not fitting our format. Well, it says, we don't have to do multiple choice if it doesn't work. Well, so. it says list the following draft picks by the earliest to the latest. As In far as like years. Where they got picked. Years. I think. Oh. Like the list is Troy Aikman, Carson Palmer, David Carr, John Matuzic, Michael Vick, Vinny Testaverde, Earl Campbell, Jim Plunkett. I, I feel like we just have to skip that. Yeah, I, mean, I, I am too. Um, all right, two more questions out of this. OJ Simpson was the first overall selection in 1971. True or false? Uh, true. I, I, mean, I don't know. I, I feel like I don't know. That's not a not a great question. Um, I think it. See, we got Ronnie saying false, Matt saying true. We got both back and forth, true and false. I think it's true is my, I don't know though. I mean, we got true from Matt, true, false, true, true, false, true, true, uh, false, 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 true, false, 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 true. Yeah. It's kind of coming in with a wave of false. This would be interesting. Lucas says it was 73. That'd be a nice little trick question. Uh, if it was, uh, then go false. Sure. False. I, I don't, I mean, I don't have a clue either way. That's, I don't know. I'm good at the draft stuff, but you're asking some old questions here. All right. Last question. Who was the first overall pick in 2001? Michael Vick, Tim Couch, Carson Palmer. Uh, That is in 01. 01. Carson Palmer. I think think. it's, it's either Vick or Palmer. I think it's Vic. What year was Palmer? Yeah, I don't think Vic went in 01. I thought he was a little. Was he in 2000? After. I thought he was like 02 or 03. Palmer. Brock says Palmer was 03. I think oh, Vic then was maybe 01. I'm mixing him up. Maybe Palmer's 03 and Vic is 01. Then yeah, let's go Vic then. Vic? Yep, Michael Vic. All right. So we've got our five questions submitted, submitting our answers. We'll see what we did. Who was the first overall pick in 2001? We answered Michael Vick. We were correct. OJ Simpson was the first overall selection in 1971. True or false? We answered false. We were correct. Name the pick and team John Elway was selected by 1983. Our answer was first overall by the Baltimore Colts. Boom, 3-0. Which NFL bus was selected first overall in 1999, we answered Tim Couch. 4 0, we go. And who held the first overall pick in 1997? We guessed the St. Louis Rams. And we were correct. So we went 5 0. There we go. That's what we need. Not, not, not surprised. Not surprised. <laughs> Pretty easy slate of questions, if I'm going to be honest. Not the, not the, no, not, not the not best. The but again, like I, I don't have the, I'm going to have to get back in my bag. Okay. I'm going to have to get back. Like I've got, I've got some on deck. So, but 
I got to warn everybody, Sam is, if Sam's the question master, we're getting rid of multiple choice. That's just how, that's how it rolls. So. We got somebody saying that Courtney Brown was the correct answer there. So I'm just going to Google Courtney Brown and we'll find out exactly what year he was drafted uh, to make sure that, you know, that was indeed. Okay. So it was 1999. Who was the first overall pick in 1999? We answered Tim Couch. Tim Couch was that. Courtney Brown was the first overall pick in 2000 by the Cleveland uh. Browns. So the Browns had back-to-back years of number one overall picks because they were in fact, awful. Uh, yeah. So there you go. You didn't want to acknowledge the uh, the oh, comment. I, I mean, I just throwing this up here. Just oh, okay. Random, random comment that I just threw on the screen. I mean, who knows what it? Well, Ian's our guy uh, that lives in Scotland, and so Maybe. he is our he is our across the pond. Yeah, I think Sam's lunch money should send Sam to London. Um, European Sam, European Sam. That'd be that'd be a scary sight. London's say, not ready. Uh, you guys need to uh, give us some more Sam lunch money if we want to send <laughs> yeah. Sam to London with that with that bank. But now, look, we got time to build that up here, right? So, uh, yeah, the schedule comes out on Thursday night. We'll have a bunch of reaction to it on Friday morning to find out if the Titans uh, fell victim to a new NFL rule. How about that for a tease for three days from now? There we go. So we'll, we'll talk about that later on. Hope you guys have a great rest of your Tuesday. Buck Rising Live tonight, A to Z Sports Primetime. We'll see you then on a Wednesday morning at 8. Make sure you like the show before you go. Give us that thumbs up on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. I guarantee more people are watching right now that have actually liked the show. So please help us out and give us that thumbs up. We appreciate it. We'll see you guys tomorrow morning. Thanks.